Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Keep you guys cranking, but I want you to come. I want you to be with me. It's going to be fun. I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this today, man. I'll tell you. I think this is going to be life changing. I want you to go with me to James chapter one, King James verse one. James one and one. We've been talking about faith. I want to give you some. Uh, you know, I just really want to give you some powerful truths to think that faith are going to take you to another level. And um, I really want you to see these. And I think it's really, really important that you digest this the way Jesus wants us to see it. It says, James, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which were scattered aboard, and he greeted them with this. Verse 2. Look at verse 2. This gets great. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, temptations are trials and tests. Right? And now I want you to understand this. The, t- the test, the trial are not from God. Because I tempt no one. But how many know if you're in the kingdom, you're going to have to go through some testing, okay? Nobody likes to test, but tests produce good fruit. Look what it says in verse 3. It says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Oh, yay. Isn't this wonderful? We're going to get patience. This is great. So the wonderful achievement after being tested is I get patience. What a miserable fruit. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Does that make sense? That makes you a settled individual, no matter what's going on. Faith gets tried. Faith gets tested. I go through it. I come out with the other side with patience and endurance. I want you to look what it says in the Passion, because I like the way it reads. Okay? which just reads a little clearer for you. We'll start right there. It says, look, boom, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy you can. Wow. Ain't that a mess, right? You know, like, oh, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing, see this as a great opportunity. What? In the middle of it, it doesn't feel like a great opportunity. It doesn't look like a great opportunity. Nothing about this looks great. But we have to understand, unless my faith gets tested, I, I, you know, sometimes you can't be trusted. Because I don't know if I'm able to step out on it. Now, God can always be trusted. The question is, can you be trusted with it? Look what he says in verse 3. Makes a lot of sense. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Ain't that cool? Right? The end results is cool. But in the middle of it, you're like, what a mess. You seeing it? Because there's a little bit of a pressure pocket there. Ain't no fun. Look what it says. And then, look what it says. And then your endurance grows even stronger, and it will release perfection in every part of your being, and being until what? There's nothing missing and nothing lacking. So now it's like, oh, okay, I get this thing. I'm going to kind of have to press through this stuff. So write this down, point number one. Boom, there it is. Write it down. The testing of your faith means it can be trusted. And a lot of times that's why we walk through these things. Like, why do I have to walk through some of the stuff I got to walk through, go through some of the stuff I go through? Because what I'm doing is I'm really getting tested in my faith 
can I still believe? And in the morning service, I was, I, was, I was telling these guys, listen, sometimes you start this journey with God and you walk out on nothing and all you got is a word. And everybody wants oh, confirmation and all that stuff. Listen, confirmation's great, but do me a favor. Don't go looking for confirmation and asking God a hundred times to confirm what he already said. I told him at 9 o'clock, I'm, I'm a mess, so just leave me alone. So some of the stuff I tell you, just throw out today. But I, I get, no, I'm serious. You can't live like I live because it will probably drive you nuts. But I told God, hey, look, do me a favor. You don't need to interrupt my moment because I'm going to believe what you said. You don't have to speak again. See, you'll get on the other side of this sooner or later where you're like, you said it, that's enough for me. I don't really care what I'm facing or what it feels like. This is where we're going. And, and I said something this morning that they loved because I said, God, in all due respect, don't interrupt my moment because if you do, you might set me back. I don't really want you to speak to me right now. Let me just work with what I got. That usually hushes the room real quiet. <laughs> Not that you're rude or arrogant or you're shot out, but what you're saying is I don't need more than what you already said. I'll finish what I started because you already finished it before you gave it to me. That's when you just stand there and don't care what it looks like. And that's where you're going to get to because you're not going to be moved by what you see. But you're going to move what you see by what you believe. And shift this thing. So what starts happening is you start developing in this understanding that I'm going to go through it. And everybody say, I do not need another project. You and me both. Right? You ever get like with God, like, oh, great, now I got faith. Now, here comes another faith project, or here comes another problem, or here comes another situation, or here comes another, here comes another thing to believe God for. Oh, my God, please stop. But guess what? When you start realizing this is the only place to get these promises to develop is in pressure, you start getting used to pressure because the only way to really get the things to manifest that are, because you know why? You want to know what makes a seed break open? Pressure. I don't know nothing about farming. Remember I told you that time I found that dude, and I was like, soybean guy. The guy had hands. The only reason why I knew he was a farmer, I said, this guy's got the biggest hands I ever shook in my life. The guy felt like he had a mitt on his hand and engulfed my hand. I was like, what? I was like, what in the heaven? Are you like a boxer or something? I'm a farmer. The guy had big old massive hands. He said, it was the depth of the seed. I said, okay. And then I was trying to figure it out. And I said, what actually, you know, takes place? And, and, and the pressure in that, you know, the moon has something to do with that by night and the, the, the heat by day. And that seed's under that ground, packed in that dirt. And that pressure just keeps pushing that seed and pushing that seed until that seed breaks forth the life that's in the seed. Jesus said, in the seed of the word of God is the power to produce of it. You take it, you put it in your heart. He's talking the same principle, and you leave it in your heart, and you don't let it get out of there. It will grow in the garden in your heart, and it will produce the same kind of harvest. That's what he's talking about. Same principle. But guess what? If you don't like pressure, you ain't liking promises. So we got a better understanding. Count it all joy when this stuff shows up. Why? Not because of the stuff, and this is what I want you to get. God doesn't bring the stuff. God's been getting a bad rap all his life. Oh, God does not put you in temptation. That is not true. Never has and never will. Okay? You, want, you know what I mean? But here's what you have to understand. You have to stay strong even though you don't understand. Why? Because this is what you got to remember. You got to keep the faith. Write that down. Take a picture of it. You like it. I don't know how they do it. You have to keep your faith. But that may, that's silly, Pastor Chris. Yeah, well, it sounds silly, but let me let you in on a secret. When you're in the middle of this stuff, 
you have to hold on to your faith because you got nothing else to hang on to. That's all you got. You have nothing naturally telling you this stuff is working. You got to just hang on to what you believe. And what you believe will take you to where it is you want to see. Is that okay? You know what I'm saying? Your faith will get like a DNA shot because you're going to hold on to your belief system even though you do not understand what you see. Because what you see can change. It's temporal. You see this stuff? So what happens is it's a belief, you know, some of you guys might have to go back because it was there. But here's the thing. You got to look. Look at verse 12. If your faith, look at this thing in verse 12. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. you got to keep your faith. Okay? But here's the thing that starts happening about this. Man, what is going on? Boom. Sometimes you got to walk through the fiery trial. They're unavoidable. Jesus talked about, what do you mean a fiery trial? Coming to try your faith, man. The enemy is trying you in seasons of life to see if you're going to give up that seed. Now everybody says, well, is God doing it? You better get that settled for once and for all. God is not doing any of that stuff. God, in, in James, he says this in chapter 1. He says, God cannot tempt you with evil because he cannot be tempted with evil, nor does he tempt anyone with evil. So what happens is God is taking care of you and watching over you and making sure that no matter what you go through, God is not tempting you with evil because he cannot do that because he is not evil. But what the enemy does is he comes at you with what? The unseen and the unknown. And the next thing is what? You sometimes seem like you're walking through fiery places. Look what it says in 1 Peter 4 and 12. It says, don't think it a strange thing, this fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Look what it says there. Think it not a strange thing to be what? This fiery trial, which is coming to do what? Try you as some strange thing happened to you. That's what you got to remember. Everybody's going through something, man. The enemy wants to make you think you're on, well, you know, we're an island to ourselves. No, everybody in this room is going through some kind of fate trial. Some kind of trial, whether it be mental or something or whatever's going on. Like, you know, oh, I got a perfect world. Ain't nobody living in no perfect world. Everybody's going through something, and whatever it is you're going through, you got to realize that everybody walks through these fiery trials to come and try to sabotage their life of faith. You got to remember that. Why? Because Jesus explains it real clear. Look what he even says here. And I like this one. 1 Peter 1 and 5 ties it all together. Because i got to show you these four things on the back end of this that are going to help you. Watch. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein, look at verse 6. We greatly rejoice. Are you crazy? Greatly rejoice for a season if need be, we are in heaviness of manifold temptations that the trial of your faith, here we go, being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it will be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That the trial of your what? Your faith. 
So you got to realize something. Your faith's going to go on trial. You know that? It's your beliefs. Now, I could jump back just a little bit so you get this. Faith is simply what you believe. Your beliefs should be formed by the word of God. If your beliefs are not formed from the word of God, they're going to be formed from your flesh. But if your beliefs are formed from the word of God, then they're going to what? They're going to bear witness of what God's word said. And after your faith has been what? Basically built or you have received faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. After that faith word has been established in the heart, it must be released with your mouth. Faith is a belief. Your beliefs have to govern what you think, what you say, and what you do. That's your life. If your beliefs are not governing what you think, say, and do, your flesh will. I don't think that. Well, guess what? No offense. Sorry. I don't really care what we think. What did he say? So now we go, what is my governor? Well, if I'm not governed by my beliefs, I'm governed by my flesh here. So what's forming my beliefs? Should be the word of God. If the word of God's not forming my beliefs, then my flesh is forming my beliefs. That's my own mindset, whatever I think. Well, it's not, so if my word of God is forming my beliefs, then I got the governing side of life, what I think, well, I can't allow that in my head, it doesn't line up with my faith. I can't align that in my mouth because that doesn't line up with my faith. And I can't take those steps because that doesn't line up with what I believe if my beliefs are formed from the word of God. I know you're with me. It's a lot, though. I'm working your mind. But here's what I'm getting you to see. So what's forming your belief system? Well, people say, oh, the Bible. Well, let me see your mouth. I'll tell you if the Bible is your belief system. Let me see your actions. So we're already there. You all got this? Because today we got to move forward. This is why you got to go to church. You got to go back. You got to watch. You got to podcast. You got to listen somehow, right? I had this lady. She was sweet this morning. She's from out of town. She's like, I've been listening to the podcast. She's like basically telling me, I'm caught up. I was like, you better catch up because next week's another race. Yeah, because I, I get you like, what, 45 minutes? I got 25 more minutes to give you this thing. You got 90 hours a week you're running around doing God knows what, and I got 45 minutes to change your world? Come on, bro. Come on, work with me a little bit here, huh? So what am I supposed to do, talk about what I talked about last week? So I was like, Pastor Greg, you're so fast. I got 45 minutes. Stay longer. I'll go slow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So how you want it? You know, like rapid or, you know, come on, let's go. So let's get it, right? So here's what I want you to see. So this is big because today's huge, and I want you to get this, all right? So everybody understands this, okay? Faith is a belief. My beliefs are formed from the word of God. After my beliefs are formed from the word of God, they need to start governing my life. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor your beliefs need to govern your life. Look at your other neighbor. That's the other person next to you. Your beliefs need to start governing your life. You got that? Does everybody understand govern? What I think, what I say, what I do. So you ever, you ever hear somebody say, say something negative, and you, you ever see, like, say something negative, and they say something negative, and you, you could just walk up to them and say, well, hey, praise God if that's what you want to have. Because you're going to have what you say. Now, let me show you this quick, because this is important, because i got to show you this. Go to Mark eleven twenty three. I know you're tired of me telling you this scripture, but I could care less, because you need to hear this. 
okay? Because I'm redundant and I don't really care, right? For verily, you know, somebody said that to me. They say, you say, you know, you say the same thing over a couple times. I said, yeah, well, when you start doing it, I'll stop saying it. So until then, all you be quiet, okay? Don't worry about that. For verily, now this is important because these are laws. You want to see it even better? Go to 1120 because I'm going to use this. Go to Mark 1120. Mark 1120. I'm moving it around, okay? Everybody okay? So Jesus cursed this fig tree. You're going to see this in a minute. And in the morning he went by, he passed by the fig tree, dried up from the roots. And Peter called in remembrance, said in him, hey, master, the fig tree which thou cursed withered away. Jesus answered and said in him, have faith in God. You got that? Have faith in God. Translate it, have the God kind of faith. Now, you got to go slow. What do you mean have the God kind of faith? That's true. That's a true translation. That means I can have the God kind of faith. Now, religious people tell you, oh, no, you can't have that. Well, religious people are religious for a reason. They're goofy. You're not religious. You're spiritual. Here's the key. Yes, you can have the God kind of faith. And he explains what the God kind of faith is, and then he shows you what he did in Genesis chapter 1. He said, have the God kind of faith. Everybody understand what I said? Have the God kind of faith. So you could have the same kind of faith as God has. Oh, who are you to think who you are? Nah, man, God didn't, Jesus didn't think a robber would be equal with God. I didn't tell you you're God, but guess what? You could work in the same level as God. That's why Christianity is awesome. It's the only place in the world you can walk and act like God and talk like God, and nobody knows the difference as long as you keep saying what he said, ain't nobody going to know the difference. Yeah, I got more evidence to prove I'm right than you think. So you need the Bible or not. Don't put it in the book. You don't want me to find it. I found it. You're in trouble. And Jesus answered and said to him this. What? Where are you? 21. Go, yeah, go to 21. Let me see 21. You guys have Thanks. Peter called, remember, and said, what did you do? You cursed that thing. Boom. Got it. 22. You're on it. Jesus answered and said to him, have the God kind of faith or have faith in God. You got it? I interchanged it. God kind of faith, faith in God, same thing. It really is have the God kind of faith. Yeah. What kind of God faith? How, what was God kind of faith? In the beginning, there was nothing and God said. So God, where was light? Where was light? Come on, think. You're cool. They ain't going to get in trouble in here. This ain't like the teacher smacking you with a ruler. Where was light? Where was light? Where was light? No. Where was light? It was in him. Light was inside of him. He said, light be. And he pulled what was in him out of him. It was in him. And he put it in a word. And when he put it in a word, the word carried what he was containing within himself. It's the seed. <laughs> there are images, pictures inside of you that you release with your mouth. Light was in God. And God, and the light was the light, and the light was the life, and the light was the, the light of God inside man. That was in God in the beginning. Somebody said the other day, somebody said the other day, I'm yelling at him. I ain't yelling at you. Somebody was laughing. They said, you, I think you're yelling at me sometimes. Was it you? I don't remember. I yell at you all the time. That's why you listen. <laughs> no, I don't yell at everybody. You, if you're really personally close to me, I yell at you. Yeah, but otherwise you don't get yelled at. But I'm excited about it because you see what I'm saying? Light's in you. And the light was the life. Are you seeing this? So are you getting what he's saying? Because I'm pulling you back to here. Okay? So pop that up there. Let me see the next verse. This is where he starts telling you how to speak to this. Right? Whosoever shall say in the mountain. Go to 1128. Therefore, I say unto who? Who's you? You. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray. Oh, 23. We're too far ahead. 
That's what we need. My bad. Sorry about that. I'm speeding him on. Verily I say to you that whosoever. Now, everybody say, I'm a whosoever. whosoever. Look at your neighbor. Say, you whosoever. whosoever. You come from whosoeverville. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Where I come up with this? I don't even know that book anyway. For verily I say to you that whosoever. Ah! Give me some energy in here. Come on. That whosoever shall what? Say on the what? On the mountain. Be thou removed. Be thou cast in the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Now, right away. Yeah, the whosoever shall have whatsoever he said. say, what God said. No, that's not what he said. He said, you shall have what you say. It's a law. And I'll prove it to you in a minute. If you're going to have whatsoever you say, you're going to have what you say. Whoa! I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a backflip. I can't. I'll probably fall and break back. I know I won't do it. That's, no, no, I'm not going to break nothing because I, I ain't going to try it. So God knows ain't nothing going to happen. Right? But you know what I'm saying? Whosoever is who? Because here's the problem. We want, God's going to do it. Stop being a lazy Christian. God ain't going to do nothing you don't say. You understand what I just said? God ain't going to do nothing you don't say. Oh, I don't believe that. Okay, you just keep saying nothing and see what you get. Whosoever shall say, he shall have whatsoever he. You're going to have what? So that's why you can't just say what you want to say. The law of confession is a law. I'm just playing. Don't play with your words. You know, sticks and stones or break my bones and words will never whatever hurt me. Is that it? That's a lie from the pit of hell. Words will destroy you. Bones will heal. You understand know what I said? Bump all that nonsense. Stop talking foolish. Now look what he said. Next verse. Therefore, I say unto who? Whatsoever things you, right there, are the things you need. He didn't tell you the things you need. He told you whatsoever things you desire. What do you desire? Yeah, then take it all. See, now watch this. Now you could agree that. Now, that's a great statement. I like what Mike said. He said, I believe everything. I said, beautiful. I love it. That's why the Bible says, yes and amen. Now go find scriptures to prove everything he said. So what you would look for is this. Ephesians 1, 3. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God laid up everything for you. It's all waiting for you. All you got to do is say yes and amen. Find a, find a scripture for it. And you find. And God bless Google because we didn't have Google 20 years ago. You used to have to go digging through the Bible to find it. Google all that stuff you want to find. I was, in, I was watching that meeting, and I told you that the guy, they, you can find anything in the Word of God. If you go look and dig in hard enough in there, you'll find it. Prosperity, this. But now what is it? Whatsoever. Therefore I say to you, what things, whatever you desire when you pray. Believe what? When do you believe you receive? How many times have you prayed and not believed you received when you prayed? Believe you received when you touchdown. See it? I'm in there praying. Me, I'm praying goofy prayers. And then you're going to come out, look for it. He didn't tell you to come out and look for it. So now I want to locate. I got like 16 minutes, so help me, okay? Right? Come on. Check this out. So what do I got to do to know? So I say, So just say this. Okay, because I'm helping you guys. We're beyond. I got the faith. 
I believed it. I got it. And now I released it with my words. I'm believing God. I'm expecting God. I know I can have what I say. I believed I received when I prayed. Hallelujah. Now what? Okay. Here's what you cannot go looking at. I'm going to give you four enemies of your faith that if you can annihilate these, your promise is a guarantee you'll see it. Number one, you got to remember this. You cannot look to your emotions to determine whether this is working or not. Ah! You better take out your phone. Take out your phone and take a picture of that one. That's a million-dollar scripture right there. It ain't even a scripture. You better take a picture of that. Uh, three people in here would have taken pictures of it. You better, you better, don't call me next month and tell me you got a problem. I'll tell you you should have took a picture. You understand. I'll help you. You know that. But this is what happens, right? We start looking at our emotions to determine whether this stuff is not working or not, right? And who did that? Peter, right? He's like, here we go. Is it working? You can't look at your emotions to determine whether this stuff is working or not. Isn't that the truth, guys? You can't. Why? Because in order to know if you have faith, you cannot go by what you feel. You have to go by what you believe. Come on, did you get it? Faith has no feelings. Because if you try to go feel, you ain't going to like what you feel. Don't go there. It doesn't look like it's working. Yeah, okay, join the club. Let's get a t-shirt. It doesn't look like it's working club. I don't know. But don't go looking at your emotions to try. I know what happens, right? Y'all come in here, you get all excited, and then you try to find me on Tuesday and, like, tap me out or something. You're like, ah, you told me, ah, you're mad. Right, don't go looking at your emotions. These are good things. Like, man, you know how long I prayed? Shh. Don't look at your emotional response to find out whether faith is working. Faith doesn't work in where your emotion seat of reasoning is. Faith works in the spirit realm. So even though it doesn't look like it's emotionally happening, don't doubt it's happening because it's happening. Something is happening. How do you know what's happening? Because I believe they'll receive when I prayed. Amen. Do not go looking to your emotions to be a side guide to help you understand whether this is working or not. I'm not leaving this for a minute till you get it. Okay? So what did I do? I believe, Pastor Chris, I got the scripture, I released it, I believe God, I believe God for the marriage, I believe God for the money, I believe God for the, I believe God, I believe God, now what? Three days into it, you're like, I don't know if this is working. It's okay, we all do it, we'd be lying if we said we don't. And we're not doubting God, we're just human beings in the earth, you don't have to live like a human, but what happens is you start going, well, where is this thing? And you start emotionally going, well, if God, right, if God's in it, where is he? So chill, right? Now you're becoming a little bit of emotional. Can't go look into your emotions to determine whether this is working or not. You got to only go to what you believe. See it? Boom. Here's the next one. Two. You're going to love two. You thought one was good, two is even better. You cannot look at changed circumstances to determine if the faith is working. Better take a picture of that one, too. Cannot go looking at changed circumstances, man. Right? What did Jesus do with that fig tree? Walk by, hey, fig tree, you're cursed. They walked by that thing again and again, theologically, they said. They said they walked by it once, and then when it came back the next day. So immediately when Jesus cursed the fig tree, immediately the fig tree did not just die right then and there. It was a process of death. 
that theologically they say to where they went to where they went. I'm not that smart to figure it out. So when they went from Port Orange to Ormond Beach, and went back from Ormond Beach to Port Orange, they noticed the fig tree right here at Relevant, and it was dead. And Peter said, oh, look, the fig tree that you cursed is with or it died. Jesus said, have the faith of God, man. Because Jesus knew the minute he spoke it, it was as good as dead. But guess what it still looked like? It looked like it was living. Are you here? There's some stuff you spoke to still looks like it's living, but I got news for you. It's dead. Come on, somebody. You better stay. Don't go looking at the leaf. Like, look, right? So if we went in the backyard, right? There's a hickory tree back here. Somebody told me, right? Right? So we go back there, and we rip this thing out. And we bring that tree in this sanctuary. And we stick it right there. Boom. Roots and all dirt everywhere. Drop it right there in the middle of the thing. Right now, today, we go out there, rip it, and throw it in there. Would that tree look dead? No. It would look green. It would look like a root system. It would look good. But if I said to you, hey, you think this thing's going to die? Everybody in the room would be like, yeah, it's going to die. It ain't got no root system. You cut it at the root, it's dead. And it don't look dead. We could touch it. It probably take weeks before the thing looks weird. But guess what? Is it alive? No, it's dead. We cut it off at the root system. That's where some of you are at right now. You spoke to it, and now it looks like it's living. But guess what? Just because it's living doesn't mean it's going to live. Come on, I'm talking about the stuff you cursed, the stuff you got rid of. Jesus said, I cursed that fig tree. How about that debt you got rid of? How about that lack you got rid of? How about that unbelief? How about that nonsense? How about you spoke to that situation? It looks like it's well. It ain't well. We win. That's what we do. We win, we win, we win, we win, we win, we win. My Lord, oh, we ain't winning. We're winning. See what happens? Look at it. I don't see nothing changed. What do you care what changed? Everything you see is temporal. That means subject to change. If you got a higher word material, you could change everything you see. Because everything you see is subject to change. It has to change with the right material, and the material that changes everything you see is faith. That ain't too deep, right? I'm not like, I don't want to dig too deep. I want you to get this. You got that? So you can't go looking at your emotions. You can't go looking at changed circumstances. Right? Because what do you do? We pray and then we, well, nothing changed. Well, don't worry about change. You know what I always think of? Joseph is in the dungeon. He's getting ready to become the second most powerful man in the whole world. And five minutes before it, he never knew it. Are you here? He's sitting in, he's sitting in prison, man. And five minutes before this guy is getting ready to become the second most powerful human being on the face of the earth, Joseph, in the dungeon, he ain't got no clue. He has a clue in the world that in five minutes, this joker's getting pulled up and getting to go before and becoming the second most powerful man in the world. He didn't have no idea. See, here's what I'm saying. You're over there thinking, well, my circumstances, I'm still looking. Now, it might look like you're in prison, but you ain't. It might look like you're in a mess, you ain't. It might look like you're in a problem, you ain't. you coming out. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Come on, stop. Are you here? Don't let, don't let it mess you up with what it looks like. Man, if you walk by what it looks like, you would have quit by now. Walk by what it looks like. I walk by what I believe. How about you? Come on, somebody. Amen. Look at number three. Number three. Look at number three. This one's going to change. This one's going to mess you up. Now, this one's going to be big. Okay? Patrick, you told me my words are important. Now you're telling me my words don't matter. They matter. You can't go by your words to determine whether faith is working. 
I said that very specifically. Your faith can be working, but what happens when you have a bad day? Ain't no telling what's going to come out of your mouth. Now, come on. The other day, somebody was taking a picture. I jumped. It was Tony. I took. A, I jumped in your shot. Yeah, you can save that for the archives. Um, but did you get what I just said? Now, I'm not talking about the majority of your words. I'm talking about having a bad day. Uh, nothing working. Blah, 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 blah. You're going off the deep end, and emotionally, you cannot go by your words to determine whether faith is working. Now, understand what I'm saying. The majority of your words are faith-filled, faith-loaded, faith-changing, faith-happening, faith, 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 faith. Got it. Right? But you ever have a bad day? You ever have stuff come out of your mouth one day you wish to God you never said? You know, I was kidding with the morning service. I said, you know, my wife is a pretty supernatural being. Uh, she cannot remember what I told her three days ago that I need done. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But she can remember 20 years ago when I told her something sideways on a Thursday afternoon in the west corner of the bedroom. How that happens, I don't know. You ladies are uniquely, imaginally just magical. I don't know how it happens. God bless you. But I was laughing. I was having fun with it. I was playing. But have you ever said something you wish to God you never said? Y'all better repent right now. Stop for lying. Now you're lying. Now it's not even bad. It's worse. Because now it's a mess, and now you're making it worse because you're lying about it. You know exactly what I'm saying. Hello? Give me an amen. You're having a bad day, and you say something. How many guys in the room, don't raise your hand, you had a bad day, you said something, forget it. You could forget about her forgetting it. 20 years, she'll tell you, like, that was like a Thursday. It was cloudy out, and she got like, yeah, she know what's up, right? It's the same thing in the same mindset. I'm laughing. We're having fun, but think about it, right? You have a bad day, and then all of a sudden, you go, oh, my God. Jesus, man, do I even have faith for this? No, it's okay, because I'm not talking about everyday communication, but every once in a while, you can't go looking at your words to tell me whether faith is working, because you're not going to undo what you released in faith automatically by your mouth being sideways for a day. But you ever get there? Nothing works out. Blah, 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 blah. You're having like a little pity party, and you have a pity party, and then you get potty mouth. You start talking all this nonsense comes out of your mouth. It's like, just junk comes out your mouth that should not come out your mouth. Is everybody with me? You pulling that in? Did you get that? Isn't it true though? Don't we do it? I know it ain't cool, but we got to stop. Why? You cannot go by sometimes what you say to determine what people believe because guess what? Faith, you can have faith and it not be released. And I want to explain that. You cannot go by what people say to determine what people believe because guess what happens? Once faith has been released, beliefs override the suggestions of your mind. Now, you got to understand this. What am I saying? You don't really believe when you're emotionally messed up that God doesn't care about you. But you say it. But if I said, do you really stop right now? What do you really believe? You're like, God's for me. You see it? Do you see it? Like when you feel like you've been abandoned, you go, oh, no, you know God ain't going to abandon you. But emotionally, you're kind of hit. So you feel like, man, where's God? But right down deep, you know, if I made you take a test and say, you only write down what you really believe right here on this paper right now. You'd say, I believe. Even though I don't understand right now, I still believe. You see what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about. If I say, man, God never works out anything good for me. All right, Jerry, seriously, write down right here what you really believe. Don't tell me this stuff out of your mouth. Tell me what you really believe. You would say, I don't understand where I'm at, but I know God is for me. Are you seeing this stuff? You pulling this stuff in? So I know sometimes it's like this, like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This is not to determine whether faith is not working in your life, meaning like this, faith's working. 
And the last one is this. You cannot go by what you think. You got to give me like two. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can go over there. Right? You cannot go by what you think. I'm going to pray for some people today. Nothing wild. Just a handful of people here. I just felt like this. Uh, I'm going to pray for you people that are, if, you got, if you're sick or you need healing, if you need healing or you're sick, I'm going to lay hands on you today. Just quick, where you're at, a couple of you. I'm going to take care of it. Number four, did you write that down? You cannot go by what you think. Why? Because what you think is going to change. Have you ever thought this stuff's not working? Absolutely. Faith, faith, write it down. You cannot go by what you think to determine whether faith is working. Because what happens a lot of times in this stuff is this. We think this. You can believe anything God has asked you to believe, but what happens is sometimes you cannot go by what you think. Because what do you think? God forgot me. God's not doing anything. Doesn't look like nothing's changing. Where's God at? How's this going to work? How's that going to work? How's all this stuff going to go down? And I want you to notice, you cannot take a step and think like this. Well, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I just don't think anything's happening. You can't go by that to determine whether your beliefs are working or not. But how many times have you got there and just thought what? Your thinking's messed up. And why did your thinking get messed up? Let me tell you exactly why. Because the enemy wants you to get the wrong thought in your head. So once you get a wrong thought in your head, you get the wrong image on the inside. Once you get the wrong image on the inside, you get the wrong acting on the outside. Because this is as, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you start thinking wrong thoughts, what starts happening is you start getting wrong actions. You start thinking wrong thoughts, next thing is you start getting wrong behaviors. What happens if you start thinking wrong? You start speaking wrong. And the minute you start speaking wrong, guess what starts happening? You start releasing wrong words. The minute you start releasing wrong words, you start releasing wrong images. You start releasing wrong pictures. And now the next thing is, you know, you got a wrong identity on the outside. Now you're speaking out of an identity that's not even yours. It's not the right picture. So if you get, if you get the picture of lack, how you talk? Broke. You get a picture of sick, how you talk? Sick. You, talk, you start talking all this goofiness, guess what you start? You get the wrong picture on the inside, you start speaking wrong. The next thing is what? You start acting wrong in your what? Your behavior. You start acting wrong in your words. You start acting, where? Where did that image come from? On the inside. How did it get in there? Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Three tips in the enemy. He goes, thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. He's trying to get in your head. And if he can get in your head, he'll get in your heart and get in his heart. And guess what he does? He gives you the wrong image. You get the wrong image. Now you get the wrong picture. Now you start speaking out of that picture. Now you start speaking out of that stuff. Did you guys get this? Did you pull it in? That's how you got to operate in faith. Now listen, close your eyes in here real quick. If you're in here today and you got pain in your body, bodily pain, I don't know, I felt this. If you got bodily pain or you need something in your body, I want you to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Only, only the bodily pain people. Only the bodily pain people. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you guys to come up here. Just come up here slow. And then these guys will help and it's going easy. Just come down. You don't even need to worry about the pulpit. Don't even worry about the pulpit. We'll go right around the pulpit. Just line up quick. Line up quick. Junior, come here. Junior needs a miracle in his body for healing. Derek, come on. Let's go. I don't want everybody. Only the people that are sick. Don't go faith testing me today. Just stay right there. I got this in the Holy Ghost. This is what I felt. We're going to do it. I'm not going to stay here for nine hours. Come up here. As soon as you come up here, close your eyes. As soon as you come up here, close your eyes. As soon as you come up here, close your eyes. As soon as you come up here, close your eyes. Jeff, help me. As soon as you come up here, close your eyes. Mike, you with me? Just stay with me, Mike. Ready? Just stay with me. You with me? One, two, three. Bam. Power. Heal his body. Make him whole and well. And if you've never seen this before, don't critique it. Just get it. Power. Okay? I'm going to go real slow. 
Nobody's in a big hurry. You want to go this way? I don't really care. Close your eyes. Believe God. Believe God. In Jesus' mighty name. Believe God. Don't let her fall. We're going to hold her up. Healing power is flowing in her body. Work a healing. Work a cure. Thank you for her pelvis. Thank you for total health and healing in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. You don't got to fall or none of that. In Jesus' mighty name, we got you. Supernatural healing. Top of your head, sole of your feet. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healing power. Bam. In Jesus' name. 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 And here we go. We'll put you right here in the chair. Come right over here. Take five steps back. Put them in the chair. Just go sit down. It'll be easier for you. Get a little weeble wobbly. Say, why are people weeble wobbly? The power of God's in them. Stay right there. Sit right there. There's the power of God's in here, Ken. Power of God's in you right now. Power of God right there. That's tangible. That's tangible. That's tangible. That's tangible. That's tangible. That's fine. Total health. I don't know where Liz went. Well, come here. Total health, total health. Lay your hands on her belly. Total health. I don't know, there's a real healing anointing on me today. I don't know what everybody else is thinking. I know it. Power right there in Jesus' name. If you're not used to this, don't worry about it. It's all in the Bible. I'll show you where to go. Read it. Just give me two more minutes. You got two more. Anybody got two minutes? Power. Okay. Mike's got him. You ready? Got him? You got him, Mike? Power. Jesus' name. You good? Yeah, she ain't going right. Power. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You good? Power. Oh, no, son. Healing power. Here is Sherry, you come here. Power. Jesus' name. Power. Jesus' name. I had a lady. I had this lady. This guy. I got pretty ready to do it. This is why I want this testimony for you guys. Guy called me up this week. Said my sister's got some kind of thing with her heart. It's crazy stuff. She needs this massive surgery. Blah 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 blah. I didn't even think I was praying. And I said, No, nah, we're gonna pray right now. I don't pray. The guy I prayed with the guy in the, the, the bathroom this morning, nine o'clock. I was in the bathroom. He came in here for prayer for his brother. Where is he at? Oh, he went home. He come to nine. Yeah, he said thank you. His brother pray for your brother. I don't wait to pray. I'm in the car with the guy, and he said she can be well. She's in Texas. She'd be well. She's going to be home. She's got to go get a quadruple bypass, whatever it was. He might be watching. I said, we're going to pray for miracles. Pray, pray in Jesus' name. I got up the next day. He sent the text. She read the text. He said, it's a miracle. The doctor can't even believe it. She don't even need to get the surgery. She's just got to take some medicine. She's going to be well. I said, well, praise be to God. That's the Lord. That's God. You got to start believing God for miracles, man. Every area of your life. He's a miracle worker. Why not you? Come on. So if I get the unction, we got to do it. We're almost done. Come on. Lift your hands to heaven. Pray for these people. Ready? Power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And you, you, you hear I got hurt? I got hurt. Power. Miracle work of power. You're going to get a great report in the name of the Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. Come on. Lift your hands to heaven. God is good. Come on. Lift your hands to heaven. God is good. Amen. Come on. He's good. Praise the Lord. I pray for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.